0: 360. I'm your host, Krista Chan. Today, we're continuing staff interviews, and with me, I have our... um, need to start over. What is your official title? I know you're a clerk.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so my official title is administrative director. Okay. If you can tell me what that means, you get brownie points for the day, because I'm not sure. All right. We really know what that means um, in our structure, but...
0: So are you guys still recording? Okay, we need to stick with that. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so thanks for joining I'm us today, turn Dusty. Okay, so uh, we're going to start out just with a few questions. The idea is, with the merger, we're going to get to know each other, and you know, with Buckeye Valley coming in and AFMA, uh, we want to try to break down the timeline it's going to take for everybody to get to know just a little bit about everybody that we work with. Okay. So we'll start out. First question: What was your childhood like, and where did you grow up?
1: Uh, childhood. So I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, California. So about San Jose about south from San Francisco. So big metropolitan area. Um, childhood was good. Mom and dad, and I have one younger sister. So um, I'm the oldest, of course. So um, it was okay. Childhood was okay.
0: Okay. So you grew up there and went to school. Did you go all the way through high school?
1: Uh, yep. So my husband and I, I actually went to high school together. So we graduated from Delmar High School, and then from there, I put myself through school. So I went through junior college. Um, I had kids around that time, and then I went to San Jose State, and I finished um, all the way up to my master's.
0: San oh, very cool. Okay, so you and your husband, high school sweethearts. That's a, yep, that's a pretty cool my husband and deal. I
1: actually. There's kind of a cool story there. So my husband and I. Or actually, we met as children. So my grandparents lived next door to his mom and his stepdad. And so we grew up together. So we grew up on the same street, went to the same high school. Um, And I'm a little bit younger, so I don't think that we were really playing together very much when I was younger. But um, we definitely um, met up in high school. Oh, Probably about my sophomore year. And it's the way it is.
0: So. Okay, so you, you finish high school, go to college, you get your master's degree. Yep. What was your master's degree in?
1: Public administration.
0: Okay, which so. is perfect for the, the role that you're in now.
1: Yep, it fits a lot. I've done a lot of work in public administration, public um, agencies of all types now. So Okay,
0: so you, you graduate from college, you have your master's degree. Mm-hmm. What? How did you get to the path of, of where you are now?
1: Well, so I was a young mom, so I put myself through school, and so I think— Sometimes we fall into what, what it is that we do. Um, and so my first job, I worked in a real estate company, and I would do the minutes and the meetings for their sales meetings. And so I saw a job posting when I put myself through school for a clerk at the county level. Um, and I kind of fudged my resume a little bit because it wasn't exactly what they needed, but I liked okay, the job. Okay,
0: hold on, hold <laughs> on. Hold on. So, so right there, so you're a clerk. Responsible yep. for official documents, verifying that all the information yeah. is correct and legitimate, and yeah. you fudged your resume to get that job. Yes,
1: and I, I don't know. I think I was nineteen or okay. whatever.
0: Um, that so that's how I did it. Fake it till you make it. So
1: that's what I did, and then I stayed there for ten years, and, and then I did get some formal certifications and some training, and I wasn't, wasn't really faking my resume after that point. But
0: yeah, well, but you know, lots of times, and, and I'm an advocate for education. I have a master's degree, but. I think education is one aspect. It doesn't really matter what your career is. Education is definitely one aspect of it that it, it doesn't necessarily make you good at doing the day to day job. Would you Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I think you learn a lot on the job. So, um, and actually, being a public administration master's degree it gives you the theory, it gives you the policy, right? It gives you the, kind of the big picture, but it doesn't really talk about the day to day.
0: Right, especially Stuff. dealing with elected Stuff. officials, right? that That's a whole separate thing that you have to figure that out. I, I don't know that other than, you know, maybe some psychology type classes, <laughs> you know, dealing with different personalities, kind of making sure your your job now really is to make sure that we follow the meeting law, follow all mm-hmm. the filing rules, really keep us out of administrative jail, if you will.
1: Right, and I support the board. So each level of government has a different board structure, and some are more... Uh, political than others. And um, so what's interesting about the fireboard structure is is everybody looks at them like volunteer, kind of, right, less than political. But I don't find that's the case. <laughs> I find that still very um, it can be very political, even at the special district level. Um, so it, I think just think outside of just the meeting law and how to support them, I think just um, kind of being an ear to and help um, kind of talk through issues a little bit um, and where their policy stance may come from, I think is part of what I like about the job as well. So I we get to um, it serves a little bit of that policy side from the public administration um, because they are shaping the policy for the organization. So I like I like that part. So it's a little bit of support too. It's sure. A little bit sure. of like I always liken it to a policy aid that you'd see in um, the county level or the city level. Right. So there,
0: there's the the rule side of it that you need to make sure we follow the rules, but there's the uh, personality management side, if you will, right, to make sure that we get things done when they need to get done.
1: Right. And talking through their ideas, right, and what, what may fit our organization or maybe they don't, not ready to go out on a limb with yet.
0: Absolutely. I think
1: I like that part of the job.
0: Yeah, helping to provide. We're not, you know, you, me, the fire chief, none of us are, are asking or telling them what to do, but we are trying to provide at least a recommendation, right, for right. for how we feel we should move the organization forward. Right. Great. So you worked at the county level for 10 years. So was mm-hmm. that still in California?
1: Yeah, that was all in California. And then I, after that, I left California to come here, and I landed in Tempe. I was the deputy city clerk in Tempe. Um, I stayed there for about a year and a half before I came to AFMA.
0: Okay. So having also worked in municipal government, um, the clerk's position is, is lots of times very interesting, right? I think you and I had a conversation when I first started here uh, that – you know, there were times the deadlines were pretty straightforward, and I know it's the same thing now, even for our board meetings, whether it's the Budget and Finance Committee or the AFMA board, North County, South County, now Buckeye Valley, mm-hmm. uh, Fire District, that is, they're all similar, but just a little bit different. Um, how does it feel? Because you, you have to kind of be the, uh, the, the principal or vice principal, if you will, right, making sure that we follow through <laughs> and we get you the information when you need it.
1: Uh, Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Um, but what's interesting about the special district world or fire district world separate from the city is the city, you know, by the time it got to city council was largely the answers were made, right? Like, I mean, people have had conversations already. There's been committees that talked about everything and all everything went through an attorney. It was very structured, very organized. There was not a whole lot of influence Leclerc had over that kind of stuff. It was more um, logistics, mm-hmm. right? But in the fire district world, it's very different. So when I came here, I kind of had the – took on the task of just kind of mimicking what we did in the city structure because we're growing and we are having a larger jurisdiction, so we need to be a little bit higher level. But but also, like, in completing our paperwork, right, like answering the who, what, where, when, why in our paperwork rather than just having the initial conversation because five years from now, we're not going to remember what the conversations were. We're not going to remember why we did what we did or what we recommended – um, and, and I won't have samples to show the staff, right? So it's really important, I think, for us to build that paper trail, especially as we continue to grow. And I had to um, kind of push that a little bit through the organization. I think there was a little – it's a changing organization, so I'm, I'm hoping that's what I was able to bring to the table um, and what we continue to do. So I know it's easy to say, oh, I'll just describe it when I get there, but that's not really the best practice in the way we, we need to go.
0: Absolutely. For a growing organization. Well, and when you look at it, and that's an interesting perspective, right? So I, I worked in the city of Glendale. The fire department was established in 1912, right? Okay. So the city structure itself has been around a long time. I'm sure it's the same with Tempe. Tempe was probably not too many years after after Glendale. The authority has been around since 2017, right? <laughs> and we are different, smaller fire districts prior to that. So I, I do think, I completely understand what you're talking about, that The one benefit I think we have in that um, we can move at a much quicker pace, I used to say when I was working in a a bigger municipal environment, it would be six months from the time that I had an idea that we took it forward, we got the agreement, we got it through legal, we got it through budget and finance, we got it through the the city manager's office, all to be able to just get it agendized for the the, the city council. Mm -hmm. Our process here is much quicker, but unfortunately, I think to your point, we also don't have all of those layers of filters or tweaking that happen. So it's much more important that we give you a more finished product on the front end to then get it in front of our board.
1: Yeah, and sometimes I can feel the rub a little bit, right? So I go in and I'm pushing back and then they're pushing forward and I'm pushing back. I can feel that rub, but I think um, it is important to have that well-thought-out process and um, even slowing us down a little bit sometimes to think through the pros and cons and to what what it is we We're really, especially if we're developing new programs or if we're developing um, or taking over, you know, taking on new partners, right? I think those are really important.
0: Absolutely. And and I don't know if it was your experience in Tempe, but um, I think a lot of us, because, you know, to be at a higher level within the organization, we have to work at the lower level. And so there's times where, you know, we get used to dealing with an emergency scene and, you know, the, the way we look at it as firefighters is there's a problem, we develop a solution and then we move on to the next problem. And so I think we tend to jump around at times, you know, thinking, well, you know, here's a solution that's just that easy. Uh, did you experience that at all in Tempe with, like, the police and fire departments? Because I think they're both structured pretty similarly.
1: Um, Yeah, but police and fire were, like, <laughs> they were always the favorites in the room, right? So <laughs> nobody was ever going to tell public safety no or, you know, slash their budget. or So, um, y- you know, in a lot of what they did, they're jumping from fire to fire. They do that kind of on the camera, right, like in public. It wasn't really for the city council meetings. Those were things that had to be happened in real time, right? right? So the stuff that went to city council was really policy-driven. It was really, you know, contracts and programs. and It wasn't, the, you know, the quick stuff that the firefighters had to do.
0: Yeah. Overall, though, I would say that, you know, when it comes to administration, like I think we're all kind of wired the same, that, you know, we don't, if we want to get something done, we don't always understand like having to slow down just a little bit and make sure it's done right. But to your point, we're setting the structure and and really the base, you will or the foundation of who we're going to be long after you retire, I retire, Chief Burdick retires, Chief Dalton. So we really need to make sure that we we set it up the right way.
1: Yeah, and hopefully, if we um, take on cities and they join us, then I think that structure that they are expecting, I think it'll be important for us to have it in place, um, and that they're comfortable.
0: Yeah, with a- us. absolutely, and 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 I do absolutely agree with you that you know as we continue to move forward and we get bigger. We need to slow down just a little bit, make sure that all of our processes are structured appropriately. So then as we get bigger, like you said, it's just adding on, not having to reinvent the process or, you know, the structure, if you will, to get bigger.
1: Right. So like what we're doing now, I think it's important for people to realize what we're doing now is the boards never go away. You know, so we now have three partners, which means there's three different boards, right? Which need others. There's like five different boards now. So that work that we do, um, I'll just, you know, in a clerk's office, right, in the quasi-clerk's office, doesn't diminish when you increase partners. You're just multiplying.
0: Right. So but, I, I think that's it,
1: really important.
0: I think kudos to you. You've done a great job, though, that you've been able to kind of reformat or retool what we've done. I remember, you know, when I first started, I used to have to give three operations reports. and And by the second and third report, I basically said, you know, there, there's – what other questions do you have? I've already covered everything. So just one simple, simple tweak that you made. We now do the AFMA report out first so all of the other boards hear that, and then we don't have to replicate it or duplicate it across those other those other board meetings.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully, with the new structures they're considering, I think um, – I'm hopeful that that gets us even more streamlined, right, and only certain topics go to certain places. Right. So we're not – um, we don't feel so much of that duplication.
0: So then, then, if I understand it correctly, the AFMA board will still meet monthly, but then the individual fire board, so North County, South County, Buckeye Valley, will then just meet quarterly.
1: Right. right, and discuss things in their jurisdiction, right, right. in their
0: locations. And, so and then that's to, the goal. Yeah, to your point, um, it's not as taxing then on the board members because it is a volunteer position. It's not as taxing on them if they either have other things going on in their personal lives, or I know with Buckeye Valley, there are a significant number of the board members that still are currently employed and so we don't overtax them of having to go to multiple monthly meetings that they have to figure out how to schedule. Right,
1: right, exactly.
0: Great. Last question I have that I ask everybody that I interview. Tell us one interesting or unique thing about yourself that people you know that you work with would not know about. <laughs>
1: so that is so funny. I struggle with that question because I'm actually quite boring. But um, I think something people don't know about me is I'm kind of a history buff. So I love history. And i um, kind of a nerd like that, but um, I love all the history documentaries. I watch—I um, go to all the museums. I watch—I um, love historical fiction, so I'm kind of a history buff. Um, the Yellow Wife is really good. If anybody wants to read the book, they like historical fiction. That was my latest um, addiction. And um, And on Netflix, there's The Last Kingdom, which is another really great Netflix series that if people are interested in history, they'd love— so you should check out those, too.
0: So any, any particular period of history or just history overall?
1: Um, history overall, but I really love early European history, um, kind of how the um, England came to be and all of their kings and queens. I love that section, and I love American history, kind of our Civil War era. Okay, so I I
0: have to ask you, if you had a chance to go back to Gettysburg and and do a tour of Gettysburg? No,
1: but that is a bucket list trip of mine. All the East Coast. I want to see all of the East Coast.
0: Okay, so for you and anyone that's watching the podcast, so um, with the Executive Fire Officer Program, so you go back once a year um, for four years. I had a chance to do that a few years ago. If they still run it the same way as they did back when I went, your last class, it's the final leadership class, and you do what's called a uh, staff tour at Gettysburg. So you spend the day. Each individual group has to research a portion of the of the battle, and you have to present that in front of your classmates. But you spend an entire day out at Gettysburg. So I would highly recommend that. Um, I will tell you right now not to, to take too much away from it, but the battlefield is probably much smaller than what you would envision it to be. Um, but I would highly recommend if you go back with your family, uh, spend the money, hire a tour guide, you can hire a tour guide at the tour center, and they will personally take you through and basically walk you through the entire battle. So it's, it's an amazing experience. I'd recommend that Oh, that, that is to so
1: anybody. cool. I'm going to have to put that on my bucket list because that is so cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very unique experience without a doubt, and there are actually places to stay within Gettysburg, like some old farms that have been converted into, uh, you know, kind of like a VRBO where you can rent a room, a cottage, and stay there. It's it's a really cool experience. Oh, that's awesome!
1: No, I didn't even know that. So, see, now I have another vacation destination. So, will you approve my vacation
0: request? Great, sure, sure. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to you about that in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's definitely you want to spend like probably a week there just doing that. Yeah, without a doubt. Anything else you want to cover before we wrap up?
1: No, thank you. You've made this really great. Great. See, I hope people learned a lot. Um, and I am available at Admin if they want to chat about what we do.
0: Sounds great. Thank you for joining thank us you. today. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today again on APMA 360. Be safe, and I hope you have a great day.